What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, February 10th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. Presence Club member of the 108 Run Club. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm starting, getting a little, I'm starting to get a little nervous about this whole MLB lockout thing. Oh, yeah, we're however, however, still in solid, solidarity with the players. Go do your thing. Yeah. I mean, you got to be at this point. And a good Reverend K. Fitz. You, you'd think. You'd think. <laughs> I'm just sitting here so disappointed that the Gaspacho police in the commissioner's office <laughs> can't fit, fix this lockout. Uh, I mean, they should be sent to the goulash immediately because this is just it's just unacceptable. <laughs> so, obviously, the lockout is still going on. Um, so, we're going to talk about like where we're at with that, our thoughts on that. Uh, maybe I'll get whatever's in my eye out, and uh, we'll go from there. We might be talking about some uh, Super Bowl prop bets. Um, jump in the chat. Join us. Talk to us. Let's go. I mean, this is a full-fledged lockout show. Um, we're very excited. Next week, we will have Alex Healy on the show. He is an official partner of Major League Baseball and one of the top streamers for MLB The Show. I'm very excited for this guest. He was going to come on this week, had a little scheduling conflict, so we're going to go ahead and do that next week. And then before we went live, we were actually talking. We got a couple of uh, MLB-level players that are going to be joining us in future episodes as well. So you're going to want to stay tuned for all that good stuff. So with all that being said, let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. Can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season. As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download that app, turn on push notifications so you will be notified right away if the Bulls make a trade, if the lockout is over, uh, you know, things of that nature, anything Chicago sports, you're going to want to download the app, turn on push notifications. I got to say, the guys have been killing it with the blog posts and everything, so uh, make sure you do all of that. And special shout out tonight to the Munster Bombers repping their hat. They're a travel team out of Munster, Indiana. My boys, kid plays for them. If you give me a free hat and it fits my head, I will rock the shit out of it on this show and give your team a shout out. So if you got a travel team, anything like that, shoot it my way. I will wear it. I'm still waiting on my Bonanza hat. I still haven't gotten a Bonanza hat oh. or any Las Vegas high school hats, but whatever. That's you know, neither here nor there. But um, I, feel, I feel attacked. I feel oh, attacked right now. Why would you? That was a uh, shot at Chris Ryan, not you. Yeah, that was a shot at Chris Bryant. I don't even have any Bonanza hats anymore. My good, close personal friend, Chris Bryant. That was a shot at him, not you. 
Uh, Red Bull hat. There we go. He's a, he's a free they should agent. give me a hat. I drink two of them a day. I should have a damn hat by now. We're, they should have like Marvel miles for Red Bull. I want my cam hat. <laughs> yeah, you drink those every show. Or there's zero chance people can see that. I know. Um, I do look like Brandon Woodruff. I can actually throw like him too. Little known fact. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys, we are we're deep into this still. I mean, this seems like a really bad divorce proceedings right now. Um, we are at, we're what, February? We're uh, broadcasting now, February 9th. days? Yeah, 70, we're at 70 days? 70, 70, yeah, because it was 69, and I said, nice, the other day. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we're at 70, 71 days. Um, it seems like they can't get along, like, MLB is really struggling to even meet them in the middle. Um, MLB hasn't made an offer in like three weeks. No. They've, been, and, they've made a mockery out of everything. They show up, tip their little cap, and then walk on home. Yeah, I mean, and so it's been the owners meeting this whole week. That's why they didn't meet with the MLBPA. And apparently that dickhead Rob is going to speak to the masses on Thursday. And the rumor is he is going to basically announce that they're pushing spring training back. That's the rumor. Or as uh, Marcus Stroman called him. Uh, yeah, wait a second. Clown. 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 Yeah, clown yeah I, uh, <laughs> Stroman went up a notch in my book. I know he's the newest cub, but he's going right at their throats. Like, he's just saying what we all say. But he's in a, you know, obviously he has a different platform, but he's just like, you're ruining baseball figure this shit out. And it's like, yes, thank you. Yes, dude, 100%. Oh, real quick, by the way, complete side note. MLB, the show 22, put out their first gameplay trailer. Big focus on Strowman in a Cubs uniform. Yep. It was pretty cool. And right. Randy Johnson, which is going to be sick. Another Digital big unit? Yep. Sounds amazing. Sounds like Leisure Suit Larry 4. It sounds like a band name. Oh, that'd be a great band name. Digital big unit. That'd be a really good band name. Um... But yeah, I saw the Strowman and it was like the Leo DiCaprio gif. I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so it looked cool. Um, but anyways, yeah, he seems to be speaking for the fans. Like he definitely has a good finger on the pulse of uh, basically what we're all thinking. Like you're fucking up, guys. You know, you have so much young, good talent right now in baseball with Tatis Jr., Otani, you know, Tim Anderson, all these guys. And you have a real opportunity to bring in another generation into this game, and you're just shitting the bed. They're going to have graybeards by the time this thing's over. Like yes. Tim Anderson was like, it's <laughs> Tim Anderson with yeah. long beard. I mean, there, there are obviously so many, like, shitty things about social media, but, like, one of the positives is, like, we're seeing it right now. Like, the players didn't have, like, this outlet or platform right. back in the 90s, uh-huh. back in 94 when that happened. Now they do, and, you know, we're seeing as much like solidarity between the players that we've ever seen, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Like, yeah, the lockout sucks. But again, remember, for anyone who's still on the fence of whose side to be on, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, guys are gonna eventually it's gonna work out because it's all about money. They're gonna get their money. But MLB, since they've like done their quote unquote negotiations, they've had one offer. MLB players came back with an offer. And they're like, all right, fine, fine, fine. We get it. You're not going to accept that. Here's right. our second offer. MLB hasn't even, like, gotten back at them at all. 
So MLB, like, this this whole thing about, oh, they're MLB or like uh, the players don't want to play. They're the greedy ones. No, no, no. <laughs> they're, they're the ones at the table. If you're, MLB is just like, let's hold out. Let's just fucking drain them until we can fucking screw them even more. If, if you're still blaming the players for the lockout that the owners uh, started themselves, you're kind of a moron. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't. The players didn't lock anybody out. This is 100% on the owners. And the fact is, 30 years, 30, 40 years of them getting the upper hand in negotiations. And although that might be the greatest point about this entire lockout that changes the game compared to like 94, compared to any kind of work stoppage moment in the history of the game is the fans have a direct line to these players and their thoughts. And you're seeing it on a regular basis. Um, and, and and you get to and, and the, the owners can't use the media as their water carriers anymore. Look, 1994, the internet didn't really exist at this point. Okay, AOL was still yeah, AOL was still. Well, that's my internet. In the future, um, <laughs> but you know, so you could literally just hey, Tribune, write this. These guys will trade access coverage for access. They needed the access at the time because there were only a few. And if you worked at the Tribune or the Chicago Sun Times and you crossed the Cubs and you were off the list, buddy, you were out of a job. And so you had to play ball. So now we move into the future where now they no longer have the market locked down. The players are openly out here telling us what's going on. The, the owners can't, you know, again, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the early 90s is where this Scott Boris boogeyman myth started too, in the early 90s, because the same thing. Now look at what happens. Players are like, dude, he's just trying to get us taken care of. And, you know, the biggest part about this too, by the way, and I was critical of it early on when I went the first proposal by the players, they are going back for the service time now. They're doubling back on service time, and I'm here for it. I love it because that is a very, very big important part about how these owners do. They take a player, and they use up his prime years paying them nothing, and then they justify not paying them at the end saying, well, they're too old to pay them. So at this point, we're, we're able to – you know, this needs to be fixed, and it's, it's, it's becoming a, – a, it is a labor problem. Like Anybody that worked their job, imagine working your job for no pay, and by the time you were – already ready to go to be the president of the company they say yeah you're fired or you're too old we're not going to pay you thanks see you later and that's what they're doing with these guys and i'm glad that they've doubled back on that and mm -hmm. it's only going to get it, you got I'm, I'm willing to sit out a whole season i'm going to miss a whole season of baseball if it means the players get but you know what a little bit at a time <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was almost there with you kevin i was, I was it, it sucks but i'm, I'm just saying a, chunk. <laughs> a little a little bit i mean they do have to understand that you're trying to weed out 30 40 years of upper yes. hand negotiations from the owners you're not going to get everything but damn that, well you can push hard and take a chunk out of it right here yeah this that won't point. happen just because of tv deals and all this other shit like there's right. no way they're letting a whole season go away now nah, but, but i was just saying i'd be willing to lose a whole season to, a to your that. point although like someone that i never thought in a million years i would follow on social media is max scherzer like why the hell would i follow yeah. max scherzer max scherzer has been very articulate and very, like, he's putting into terms that I can understand on Twitter. If you guys aren't following Max Scherzer, and trust me, believe me, I never thought I would ever be, like, advertising this. Go follow Max Scherzer. Like, he's breaking down what they want in very simple terms. And it literally just sounds like, I mean, if these owners would just meet them in the middle, like, they'd be okay. You know what I mean? It's just like, they just have to move a little bit. And, you know, the... The owners said they wanted to bring in a federal uh, mediator. The player's like, no, dude, like, we're not doing that. And I get why they want to do it. I guess they did it in 94, and it just was terrible. And so they're like, yeah, we're not doing that again. Like, that's dumb.
I so, see Evan Drellich is reporting that uh, the next meeting between MLB and the MLB the MLBPA is set for Saturday. So, okay, so um, Mandic right. is going to talk. Wait, say again, although you cut out. Oh, one last beef loaf to win his bet there. That yep. uh, miracle meeting on Saturday. Yep. It is. It's, 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 a, it's that, like, that, 12, that 11th hour rescue for beef loaf. Beef is going to show up. He's going to be like, I'll, I'll represent you guys. Let's, let's get a deal. Beef loaf in a suit can be very convincing. Um, <laughs> He'll be wearing the Will Ferrell half t shirt. Yeah, in a hot tub. bikini shorts. But, uh, yeah, so Mandic's going to talk on Thursday. He's going to say nothing. You guys, everyone's like full, fully aware of this, right? Like nothing's going to well, get accomplished. They're going to just delay spring training, right? That's yeah, the big announcement. Yeah, and he's going to try to blame it all on the players. I did see one thing where someone was like, can't they technically just do regular spring training? Just use they your They basically are already. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, like why can't TA they and all these that? guys are already posting workout videos on Instagram. Like they're doing everything. Well, I'm, except saying, for I'm saying for like the MLB team. Like, yeah, no, like, guys, guys are still going to be working out and, like, probably doing a lot more now that there's no testing. Um, right. But, like, there for the MLB going to show like, up fucking swole. <laughs> Can't they just use their minor leaguers to just play those games that don't actually matter, but if they care about revenue? Service time, buddy. Service yeah. time. No, no. <laughs> spring training. Spring training has nothing to do with service oh, time. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's a... They can do spring training if they want. That's a good point you just brought up, though. And it's kind of, I mean, people reported it, and it was like some people made jokes about it, but it wasn't really as talked about, you know, and we all know that they're going to fix it. But dude, per the previous <laughs> agreement, the testing for steroids agreement ended. So <laughs> right like, now, because there's no agreement dude. in place or anything, I mean, these dudes can come – like, Larry Garcia is going to come to spring training like 280 fucking hitting tanks, dude. And, I mean, obviously, I've got to imagine when the new agreements reach, they're going to renew the drug testing policy. But right. No, yeah, that's the only reason market. why, because there's, there's no agreement. Yeah, because there's no agreement right now. But The spring market stock market has also gone up quite, you know, in the last couple of days. Dude, Car- Carlos Rodon right now needs to be loading up on whatever just he can. Stealing his arm. Like everything he could think of, he needs to just be putting into his body. Wait, Rachel, um, are you breaking the rules if you do steroids right now in this little dark area where there are no rules, Kevin? That the they don't West test right for it. Now. They can't. It's, it's, I mean, I'm sitting here in my head, man. It's just, all of a sudden, you could just actually, if you were smart and if you weren't on like a playoff team and you knew that by like the like second half of the season, well, no, I guess you still have to wait. Like these guys know when they're going to get tested for the most right. part. Like they they had to have started their cycle back in September. Yep. <laughs> if if you knew that this was coming, which I'm sure they did. No, no, they all knew. They knew a lot yeah. was coming. But like a guy like Lurie Garcia, you know, he's always on a back nine of his career, whatever, and he, he has a legit shot of starting at second base for the White Sox, which we'll answer your question in one second, Don. Um, yeah, dude, do a cycle. <laughs> Fuck, dude. And then like, by the time by the time the lockout gets you know resolved, because they know they also know there's a timeline. Like they're they're they might miss a part of the season, but they know it's not going to be right. so, you know get it done by the spring. They know. Why not, dude? <laughs> um, so Don via YouTube, which please jump in the chat if you're subscribe, subscribe, like, share. He needs a few more O's. And that's uh, actually I typed the same way, so I can't hear on it. Don. Don asks, so 
do the White Sox target once the lockout ends? A second baseman or a right fielder? And what are what player would you like to sign? What are your predictions? So before we dive into that, I do want to make a point that we talked about in our little chat or whatever. So Fangraphs did their like season preview. How the fuck do you do a season preview right now? Yeah. Like how? Like no team is going to look like they are right now on paper. As soon as this agreement, the ink won't even be dry on it. And people are going to be, because technically they're not supposed to be talking. Get the fuck out of here. If you don't think they're talking to free agents or talking to other GMs about trades and shit, I got a bridge in Manhattan I want to sell you. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, I think as soon as ink hits paper, we're going to see guys moving on. And there's still some big names out there. Like, Oh, yeah. Like. I mean, we can talk about one of them right here. Uh, so I've seen this yeah. pop up has, has, or this name has popped up again this past week. I think uh, for White Sox fans, Michael, the, the great Michael Conforto debate debate of two thousand twenty-two. Oh, <laughs> I I almost literally I almost reached out to Jordan last right before the show to be like, come on and defend yourself. <laughs> so good friend of a show, one hell of a guy, fucking handsome dude, Jordan, Jordan Laz over at Sox and Thirty Fifth. For some reason, I think he's just a glutton for punishment now. He keeps tweeting about <laughs> what, how much he thinks Mike, the White Sox should get Michael Conforto. And every time he tweets it, it's the same group of like six, seven dudes that just come fucking for his throat every time. And it, Jordan just, you know, he defends them. It's either Conforto or he tweets about Yoan Moncada being a top 10 third baseman, which statistically he is, and we're going to end that conversation there he's bad though but yeah um he doesn't hit bombs doesn't which is bomb. the most caveman way to look at baseball anyways he's i'm i used to be very like if they get conforto whatever now i'm almost like yeah let's go get conforto dude Uh-oh. <laughs> jordan 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 has made me well let's put it this way like I'm not as mad. I won't be mad if they get Mark Conforto. I think like he is a solid option in right field, better than anything that they have on the roster right now. I think that frees them up to make moves, whether it be Sheets. I think I 100% think they trade Sheets before Vaughn. But that gives them the option to move one of those two because they have Conforto to play right. Mm-hmm. And – it gives him a lot more flexibility. Mike Conforto's been solid, dude. And the funniest thing, someone would try to tell Jordan that he's injury prone. Jordan's like, well, actually, the last four seasons before this last season, he played every game. And so, yeah. yeah. Um, it's all recency. But I think we, I, yeah. I brought this point up uh, back, like, uh, I don't know, November probably, about how recency bias works. For, I mean, I'm, I'm at fault with it, too, sometimes. Recency bias, like for free agents, only works like one way. I feel like, and it's always the negative way. So when when a guy's coming off a bad year, it's like, oh, this guy sucks. He's not going to be worth it. But if a guy has like a great season, it's like, oh, it was a fluke. <laughs> it, it's not really you're going to overpay. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's and that's what and that's what really what the Conforto like amongst uh, White Sox fans. That's what that conversation is around because he has been solid for yeah. like most of his career. It's been 2020, which. Again, for me, whatever for most of these guys. And then 2021, he was injured. And when he wasn't injured, I was getting healthy. He was solid yeah. again. He's a career 255 hitter, dude. Like, he's not bad at all. Like, like he's an OBP guy. Yeah. He's another great on base percentage guy. Career 356. Yeah. Like, let's go, dude. The White Sox need. 
God, we've had this conversation about the White Sox a million times. White Sox need guys that get on base. They can't all just swing. You know what I mean? Like, but in it, in the big picture too, is it frees them up to make other moves. So I'm all about, I'm all for Mike Foro signing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's fine. Uh, do I think they go second baseman or, um, Right fielder, I think it's right fielder. I really I don't like it, but I think Larry Garcia is going to be the starting second baseman for the White Sox. And here's the reason I don't like it, and I, I really want to make this clear. As soon as I say that, everyone comes at me, oh, you, you're just a hater. I don't get why people hate Larry Garcia. No, it's not that I don't like Larry Garcia. I think Larry Garcia is a fucking phenomenal super utility guy on your team. And I've said it a million times on the show. World Series teams have – um. Larry Garcia is on their team. My reason for not wanting him to start at second, and I think uh, P. Knowles said this too, is if he's your starting second baseman, what do you do when someone gets hurt? Oh, that's right. You're basically using your sec- your safety net as an everyday starter. So now you've taken that out of the way. So it's, Yeah. I, and I think the, the the other component of that is just looking at the free agency market for second baseman. Mm-hmm. Like, is there anyone it's really garbage. better than Larry Garcia? No, Beef did – go look on uh, 108. Beef Loaf did a great yeah. article on it this week. Uh, it's nothing, dude. It's a fucking wasteland. You know what I mean? It's garbage upon garbage. So it's – unless they do like a trade or something, but yeah. Did you get the wordle? Fitz? I- I was unaware that there'd be Wordle in this exam. Yeah. I'm not doing Wordle, by the way. That ain't me. That's not my. That's your thing, though. I'm not a Wordle. I'm, not I'm a, wordle. a big Wordle guy. You guys I'm are Wordle turtles. Yeah, but I don't, I don't post. I don't post on social media. Yep, I do. I just do it for the love of the game. I do. It I'm, still, I I'm over here still playing. Uh, what's that? What's the word game on pigeon? On pigeon on your phone? Whatever the shit that's called. What the fuck are you? What game, game pigeon? The game pigeon thing. What is it called? Uh, Anagrams and word hunt. That's what I'm playing. It's got to be your bowl. I do have um, to say, words with friends. No, just kidding. That's old. Off of, I used to play. I loved the words with friends. Um. <laughs> the ultimate app to cheat on your spouse. You could always have a chat, and and that was actually <laughs> what you were using to cheat on your spouse. Fantastic. Right, well, I think Kevin just revealed something about himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, I was, that I'm married. Wait, so, shit. have you played Nerdle? No, I've seen Nerdle. Is that the math one? Yes. Yeah, fuck that. I've done them for like the past two weeks. They're somehow easier than Wordle. (laughs) When you said Game game Pigeon, did you mean Angry Birds? No, Game Pigeon. It's on Apple. (laughs) Do you have, sir, an iPhone? It's the pigeon that has the game in his eyeball. I will forever call Angry Birds Game Pigeon from now on. That's awesome. (laughs) No, bro. They have like 8-ball, sea battle, basketball, archery, mini golf, cup pong. Darts, word games, knockout, no, crazy no eight, idea. four in a row, paintball. I do shuffle. want to address this one, though, uh, from Thomas yeah, Rand. No socks in the MLB, the show trailer. Watch it again. Tim Anderson's in there for like a half of a half a second, but he's in there. <laughs> let's see. Let's put you up on the solo screen here, Kevin. Look at all the game pigeons. They go, caw They game pigeon. And you didn't play words. What, what do pigeons sound like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that pigeon noise one more time for the for the folks at home? <laughs> yeah. You got some weird-ass pigeons in Vegas. <laughs> no, um, <here> we <laughs> there you go. 
Yeah, oh, Tim, Ander- Tim Anderson is in the gameplay trailer. It's when they're doing the um, like the quick like of like a bunch of people hitting. He's in the all black jersey. It's Tim Anderson. It's real quick. I was looking for. It. I had to watch it a second time on that one, Thomas. Um, what else do we got in here? Oh, no more questions. But well, I was going to bring this up. The only other well, there's two Cubs related things. The first big one is the Rizzo rumor oh, yeah. report. Oh, uh, so the Cubs apparently are set on offering him a deal. Would you guys take the lock that is over? People yeah. if they got him back. I'd be very happy. So, Hobby fans will not be happy, by the way. Hobby uh, fans are always like, fuck that guy. He left. <laughs> I've seen nah, that. See, your your voice fans. pitched really high when you said that, which <laughs> makes me think you're full of shit right now. What? See, not who, me or all the you, if it's you, yeah. <laughs> if it's out of Anthony, like right now, if you were telling me Anthony Rizzo is the biggest like bat you're gonna get, I'd be like, all right, get good defense. Like it, it screams to me though. And Kevin, I'm surprised you had this reaction because it screams to me. Nostalgia. Here's a bone, guys. Don't be pissed off at us. Here's I, Rizzo back. I, I, I don't want that though. I don't I, want the. I don't want the. I don't want the little. Hey, here's your little carrot. Be happy. But I don't think Rizzo's like, watched. You, so. like, I need more. No, like, yeah, this team can spend move. more money. I mean, terrible is the only move. But if it's one of the moves, I mean, you've got a very good defensive first baseman. You got a guy that actually oh, you know, leads. Oh, don't get me wrong. If it's you know, Anthony Rizzo versus, you know, Frank the Tank. <laughs> give me Rizzo every day. If the Cubs um, go into the 2022 season with Frank the Tank as one of their core guys and the first baseman of the future, they are F-U-C-K-E-D. Yeah, and to Alex's point, uh, he's using Spruce Bruce Levine to leak interest to try to gain the leverage with the Yankees. I could see that for sure. I, and the other, Rizzo looks very thing, comfortable in New York, guys. Like the, oh, thing, New York. oh, absolutely. Yeah. The other thing that I also thought about is like we all know that like these relationships were like we're kind of fucked at the end. Yes. Would he really want to come back and be like, "All right, Jed, you're my boss again." Like I have to. And they, here's the thing: he's only gonna, he's going to sign a short term deal. Right. Right. Like because like yeah, the market he, is just so dead for him. He's on the is he really gonna plan. have? Is he really yeah. gonna want to do a one-year prove-it deal with like with the, the Cubs? Guy? No. Yeah. <laughs> Especially a on a rebuilding said, Cubs. No. Yeah. I think though, when he was traded too, I think of all the players after the trade, he was probably the most, if there was a likely, of the three of the big three to come back because he was probably he's the most likely to be in more of a rock and a hard place situation, whereas Javi and KB, ha, you know, can kind of mail you know write their own ticket, which Javi already has, and KB will once the lockout's over and they got a new CBA. Rizzo is the one that probably would be the most against the wall because he's the oldest and he has, he's had probably the least production of the three, especially recently. So, I mean, but again, I just, I don't, I don't know if it's the only move. No, it ain't going to work. But if it's one of the moves, I would be very happy to have a guy like that at first base. Look, he doesn't have to be the best player on the team. You can have other guys do that, but. The other reason I think he stays in New York, one, he was very comfortable. Two, he's at a point in his career where why the fuck would he want to be on a rebuilding team? And three, every MLB trade rumor site in existence has Luke Voigt, Volt, whatever the fuck his name is, Voigt on the trade block from the Yankees. Mm -hmm. So if they're looking to move him to fill other needs, that's because they feel pretty good about getting Rizzo back. Unless – they go out and get Freddie Freeman. Which is the other hot rumor right now, which I I just really hope Freddie doesn't do that. I like Freddie Freeman a lot. I like Freddie Freeman on the Atlanta Braves a lot. Hey, like, hey, hey, if the Braves love him, pay him. Pay that that's man. That's true. Hey. 
I mean, you want to talk about face of a franchise, and the Braves really got something special cooking down there, especially getting Acuna back next year. Like, yeah, I don't. Here's the thing, though. I think it would have hurt less because he did win. <clears throat> right. It's not like he left, didn't win, and right? He goes off somewhere else and wins. But they, they no, literally, it would still suck. It's they still have suck. a very legit shot of like making another deep run because they did all that without Ronald. Acuna. Without Acuna, which is fucking. And Ronald Acuna, crazy. I mean, he's throwing up these videos of him hitting nukes right now in BP. Like, he's ready to go. And yeah, like that that lineup's fucking filthy. Alex makes a good point too about the the final radio hit that 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 was uh, big news. But 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 it, I, this again falls back onto Jed because I think a lot of this has to do with Jed going on on that six that 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 Monday morning after the massacre where he goes out there and tried to defend himself instead of he did he, he insulted the guys and basically made it seem like they were the greedy ones where we've heard yeah, that yeah. before from owners and you know management and um you know that that right there probably burned more again Jed probably cost the Cubs couple million dollars just by doing that because now there are a lot of players that look at that and go i don't trust this motherfucker he went out there and burned these guys three guys that have given their shit to this franchise and then went out and stabbed them in the back the minute they went on a on a monday morning six i mean 6 a.m my time but what 8 a.m your time or whatever went out there and just mf the guys on the radio they, they that's not a good yeah, that's not a good look and so he nuked it the pr optics were terrible and the you know the cubs just like the stupid sinclair deal they have just they're just the worst they cannot stay off Pardon the language. They can't stop tripping over their own dick, whether it's that or whether it's their uh, their 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 Sinclair thing. They're going to charge the same amount as MLB Network just for basically Cub games right now. At least that's what it comes out as optics wise. I know there'll be more teams probably on that, but right. it's just it, they just can't stop with the bad optics. Like it, it, it's like it's one after another after another, you know. And it, it's, it's little stupid shit like moving the statues to build a sports book and like all this other stupid. And I then, mean, but, who's really mad about it? Back in that was we talked they a lot said about, they like, weren't gonna move in the outrage. first place. I remember yeah, you we knew this like four months ago. Yeah, you guys made fun of me on here though. Say, what are they gonna take the statues down? You're not gonna take the statues down. They took no, statues no, no, down. No. put them back. They're gonna put them back. They have to move. They they're they're fucking building something new. They have to move to it in 2024, 2025. And yes, Jack, I agree. Using service time, Bruce Bruce as your media mouthpiece is hilarious. Like, Kevin, are you actually mad that they moved the statues right now because they're building something? Uh, I was just more mad that because I hate the Riggins. So well, yeah, I, well, I, mean, I, think I, I get that, but like, oh, 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 oh this is my guy. This is my guy. This is my oh, boy from college, Mikey Djox. This is my Canadian buddy. So well, yeah, you want to talk Mikey, about the Mikey, Blue Jays? Is he the one who told the story about you in the bowling alley? No, no, that was my was guy Epler. Okay. Yeah, no, Mikey, uh, Djox, dude. I know you. had I've been talking up your Blue Jays now on this show for like two years, dude. Then wearing I'm their a, hat. I'm a big yeah. Usually I've worn their yeah. hat a couple of times. I am a Blue Jay. You gotta love Flo Bouchette. You got Vlad Radju. Vladdy. Yeah. I mean the team. They're like one or two pieces away, but I think the Blue Jays are primed to make a run, dude. I really do. Uh, they lost, but you know losing Marcus to the Rangers that was a big hit. Uh, but they still got little Biggio. So, I don't know. I think they're going to be good again. No, you know, I mean, that offense is, yeah. is silly. They're a pitcher or two away. They need a bullpen, too. I, and I want to see I want to see the playoffs, like, go back to Toronto, because that, that just seems like a great atmosphere up there. Electric factory. Yep. Absolute electric factory. I just, when you said that, the first thing I think of is Joe Carter. 
because mm. or Jose Bautista. You know, they have like yeah, yeah they have a yeah. whole bunch of mines, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's always been a dream of mine ever since I was a little kid to stay in that hotel. And have sex in front of everybody, right? You were going there, weren't you, though? Because you were like, and have the window open so that everyone in the ballpark can see (laughs) your ass cheek up against the window. And no, just want to stay there, Captain. Just want to just want to stay there, bud. Uh, (laughs) Play play a little. Words with friends. maybe maybe some game Canada. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's called uh, kilometers with friends, leaders just, with friends. Just, just want to hang out in the room and fire up some game pigeon and uh, watch ball game. <laughs> hey, my girlfriend and I play that anagrams. We're just chilling, watching TV next to each other, and we're playing anagrams. Yeah, the the oh pigeon, yeah. Um, how many? Te- okay, here we go. Ooh, sorry. That's right. How many teams are you expecting in MLB to have in the playoffs in 2022? Twelve teams. I think I, I think they're going to go back to the 2020 thing. Well, I heard it? they were going to go with 28. <laughs> <Just> that, <laughs> yet. Oh, I, I actually I don't remember. I I'm sure we had the conversation, but like, how do you guys feel now? Over, I mean, that was just like a weird the 60 game season. How would you guys feel if they do up it to uh, if they up it to what was it 14 teams? Or what I was like, it? it was like I like it. I, I don't. I like it. Does like it diminish it though? Because MLB does have the longest regular season. I, I, I think if they did that, it'd be really cool if they cut it down to like 154 games or something like that too. So just kind of eat out a little bit. But Probably I love the might idea. happen with this. What I love about hockey is hockey's postseason is like three months long. Yeah, it's I mean, awesome. not really, but it's it's a war of attrition. It feels like forever. It's like two months long. Yeah, it feels yeah, like it, forever. I mean, it is, and, it, and, and it's, every game's intense as shit. Yeah, and I think baseball and hockey are very parallel in a lot of ways. Just. A lot of just things about the games as they're, you know, how the players are. I think hockey players and baseball players are very similar people compared to like other sports too. Like if you've hung out with a hockey player and a baseball right. player, they're both morons and in a good way. Like they're awesome dumb dumbs. And, and I, I think that that would be great for. I mean, it's like basically a giant club team tournament, man. Why not make it exciting? You know, maybe yeah. throw in there like a like a like a team dance off in the middle and the team with the best score then moves on. <laughs> even shit, I don't My know. My big thing, dude, is as long as they still make the regular season means something. You know what like I mean? That's like, the thing. That, How that's the like... bottom line. You have to make the regular season. You get season all home games first something. round? Because one of the big things that Max Scherzer points out in his tweets, again, big Max Scherzer guy over here now, um, is they're trying to get rid of tanking. They don't uh-huh. want tanking to be a viable strategy anymore. So you have to make the regular season count. But see, if you expand it, you don't – there's also a way we're like, okay, well, we don't have to go all out because we can just win 82 games and get in. Right. So there's also that thought. But like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I mean, yeah. does, it, does, it, does it water down the quality of the games in a regular season when you're going to an NHL game when they have that kind of a playoff? No, when that I many mean, teams get in? I mean, I, I, I don't right. see. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying this. As a, every Golden Knights games I've gone to are sell, they're sellouts. I mean, what can I do? So, you know, right. It's just. I'm the team in hockey right now. I don't know. But, um, but that, again, that's, that's still half the games. That's true. I mean, but it just—I don't know—is it, if it does water it down, then yeah, you don't want that. Leagues made it to the series when they had, had the expanded playoffs in 2020. Which so that one seed. Fair. I just—it's a delicate dance. I'm I'm down for the expanded expanded playoffs because obviously more playoff games is better in my eyes because playoff games like entertainment good. value. Oh yeah, but they can't lose the integrity of the regular season. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, it's like, what would you... And it's a genuine concern, too. 
Yeah. What would you give? Would you do like? I don't think they would do buys. No, but they're talking about like you get to pick your opponent type shit. Like that's stupid shit. Uh, yeah, that's I, the thing. I but see, I kind of like that though because if I'm the if I'm one of the lower seeds, and the White Sox are like, yeah, give me, uh, I don't know, just pick a the team. Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Blue Jays in the first round. If I'm the Blue Jays, I'm like, oh, say word. All right, you think we're cheeks? Let's go, dude. You know, it adds a little bit more. That just fire reminds to me. It. That reminds me too much of the XFL for like the opening kickoff is two guys. Yeah, like racing it's too football. gimmicky. Yeah, that's a, I. It's like, it's I, I, I like that too for like that. the all star all star game stuff, but like, I don't know. I get Call it. Call me I get a fucking it. guy yelling at the clouds, but no, 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 no. You no, don't no, want to no, play I the one team. Don't be the last seed. Go win some damn game. That keeps the if if, if someone picks the postseason matchup. That only encourages people to go for the one seed, but when you're out, you don't, it doesn't matter if you're the one seed or the eight seed or whatever the six seed, it does or the, whatever the twelve seed. Um, it doesn't matter because someone could pick you. Could be the two seed, and you're gonna get picked by. You might not get. You might get picked first because they like the matchup. Go earn your matchup by don't be. If you don't want to face the one, don't be the eight. If you don't want to be, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You have to go out and win your games to, to keep from getting that terrible matchup against the team that's beat everybody. Like, is there anything at the level of like the extra inning rule that would make you like annoyed? Because like like I think most people hate the starting the runner at second base right. thing. Yeah. So like, what would the be equivalent of like they did that for whatever new playoff system? Would you be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Home run derby to determine who gets the last seed, like shit like that. Like you have to pick a, your uh, guys with the least amount of home runs on your team. Yeah, a bunt off. A, a bunt off would be great. Like, a bunt they off, had yes. that in the, the, <laughs> the Japanese. Japanese thing, dude. Yeah. yeah. The guy with the most home runs has to be your bunt off. I, guy. They should still do that for the All Star for the All Star <laughs> festivity stuff. They should do those little mini games. Oh, yeah. I love those. Oh, they they, they, yeah, you're talking about the one where like the bunt, like they've got to get yeah, the yeah, bunt off or like the targets. You bunt yeah. at the target. Yeah. That's fine. I don't know, man. Like, there's smarter people than me that'll figure this out, but like, I don't know. I feel like that's the delicate dance they have to do. Not lose the importance of regular season games, but also try to make the postseason. No. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, by the, I think the only thing is like, I don't think anything that they would do. Do you think anything that they would change in, in terms of the format or whatever new rules they would have for the playoffs? I don't think it would lose fans. Like if you like, if you watch baseball, if you're like in this day in and day out for six months, you're still right. gonna watch. You might oh, be yeah. annoyed. You're still gonna watch, though. I think I don't think I there's just, anything really that they can do. I mean, do. I still watch those stupid seven inning double headers. Right, right, yeah. Like I don't think, like the that's the thing about baseball. Like I hate seven inning. I I see you guys in the comments. I don't like. I seven hate it too. I hate it too. I, I don't like seven inning double headers. I like it at the high school level. I, yeah, I, I like it. Hey, that's great. But I'm watching. I'm watching pros. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're paying that much for a ticket. Well, you're getting fourteen innings. The biggest right? thing that annoys me about that is like, and it happened already when guys throw like no nos and shit, and then you get like, oh, did that count? Well, right. Yeah. It's like, like wait, no, it doesn't because it's not a full game. But wait, we made it a full game. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. So I get. Stop, when do they stop selling beer in those fourteen innings? Oh, those seven. Interesting. They're supposed to stop after the top of the seven. So what? Yeah. Beef. Beef. Since you love attending them. When does the most important thing in the stand stop stop pouring? I get, I get the draw from an in-person standpoint for the yeah. seven-inning doubleheaders, but as a, just the guy that watches it mainly on TV every day, I just hate that shit. I just, I especially hate it when you're on the other side and like if you're already facing a tough uh, pitcher, it's already a tough as hell on you. Uh, like if a guy only has to go seven innings. Like he's just going to be letting it loose for most of it, and it's yep. like fuck. 
okay, it's well, the, it's, this, it's the sixth inning. We're down three zero. The game's over. This makes a lot of sense on why Ooh, people okay. that go to games more than often than well, not they like going <laughs> because they just keep slinging the brews. But when are they gonna? You know, you talk about fan engagement and really catering. When are they gonna start having on the premises cannabis lounges in these baseball stadiums? Because I wouldn't put it past them. I'm here for that. That's a, that would be great. You can go sit and eat some like ballpark food on like a giant baseball glove bean bag. And oh well, I don't. Well, I think well, I think isn't isn't like most recreational use though? Like you have to technically do it at your house because like yeah. I think that's like well, the big Vegas, barrier, right? Yeah. Vegas is actually opening up uh, lounges now. We have lounges on oh, the way, okay. um, yeah, but that is it is for the most part everything has to be like hidden and basically in your house. But yeah, yeah in Chicago, goes, you got to do that shit at home, man. Well, lobby. Whoa, <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> just go in there and say, "Hey, change the regulation." Oh, look at that! Look at this idea. I like now we're cooking <laughs> with gas here. Seven inning doubleheaders, you should be able to cut off your two worst hitters. Just bad seven guys. <laughs> yes. I, I'm in. I'm in. We're cooking now. Oh, See my it. God. Imagine the conversations, though, on Twitter. Oh, it would be, <laughs> it'd be on fire, dude. Be on fire. Holy shit. It would be amazing. Holy shit. That would Larry be awesome. Garcia versus, what? like, Gavin Sheets. They put a runner at second to start the inning. What do you think? I mean, oh, wait. I like that in video games because it makes the shit go quicker, but I don't I like hate, it. I hate that at all. I even hate Oh, by it. the way, are you guys excited for uh, Roboums probably like in a year or two? Because they're going to be I'm, at what, like yeah, AAA? Extremely I can't wait to curious. Yeah, I'm extremely curious to see how that works out. <laughs> see, here's the thing. I know I know there are going to be fuck-ups. There's, there's, <laughs> very true. Damn 108. Like Very I already true. know that there's been fuck ups with like the the system that they've had like in the minors, but I get as long as as long as like the same mistakes happen, I can kind of get it because my biggest problem with like umpire, at the like it can change pitch to pitch, so, it can page at bat to at bat. As long as everything is uniform, if they're calling this pitch a fucking ball in the first inning and it's still a ball in the third inning, but it looks like a strike, at least it's consistent. Because I hate when it changes. Let's talk about that season in two, was it 2020 where KB 24% yeah. of the pitches that he took that were outside of the zone were actually called strikes by the umpire. That means only 76% of the time were strikes called accurately for him. Now a robot ump, think about 26% or 24%, excuse me, more accuracy with a player like that. Or for Brandon Belt that year, which was 14%. 14% pitches that are not strikes are that's a ton of bad calls that really do affect the outcome of the game. Oh, that, Yo, Makata gets that all the time too. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a really cool, I'm, I'm pumped to see. I mean, we have the, the, the aviator down the street for me. So yeah. and minor league, when minor league kicks off, I'll be out there opening night. I want to, I want to, I want to see for it. Sure. Here's my wait. question. And this is, so had a special brownie type train of thought here. You were in the lounge. No. All right. Let's say, yeah, I was in a lounge. <laughs> what happens if the power goes out? Gotta wait. Well, I mean, you have to wait anyways, don't you? Right. I guess that. Well, if it's a day game, the power goes out. Um. I just totally thought of an awesome. Wait it out. I, I just thought you, of an awesome. You have your Cage movie. Hear me what? out. Nicholas Cage. What are you doing at home when your when your power goes out? You light a candle. The the uh, the human umpires become. Yeah, the umpires have to go. So the candle. Nicholas Cage, single dad, up against the wall. He has to pay off like a million dollar gambling debt. <laughs> Puts a bet on a baseball game, it's not going his way. So he has to figure out a way for the power to go out. 
So he kills the robot umpire. That's yeah, dude. This thing writes itself. This thing. Oh yeah. Or like it, someone hacks it and it becomes like the the, the actual oh, artificial. Yeah, oh yeah. hacks it. Artificial intelligence that creates the Terminator becomes the Skynet strike zone system. Oh my god! New movie. Same same. same <laughs> Nicholas premise. Cage still in it. Look, we're, this Nicholas is Cage, part, and then you got to figure out like a nerdy sidekick for him. He convinces him to use his skills one more time to hack into the Robo Umpire. Is this and, the sequel? Or get, gets the shit done his way. Or Robo Robo Ump becomes self aware, uploads its consciousness into Gary Busey. Dude, and I stop putting Gary Busey on. My <laughs> I, I just need a Gary Busey buddy flick with Nick Cage. Um, and Charlie Sheen maybe in the trunk. I think that would be really great. Robo Ump becomes self-aware. They get addicted to gambling. They're in the hole. Oh. They have to fix games. Online gambling. <laughs> Two points back. Dude, we're fucking boys. We're <laughs> this movie is going to be amazing. Or it crafts Holy itself shit. into like, the like, – like, like, Actually, Joe West actually infiltrates – the strike zone system and becomes digitally enhanced. That, Joe West. That's the plot twist at the end. It's not that Nicolas Cage and the and this other guy are hacked it. It's that the that the robot is already self aware and they're mm-hmm. going against the hack. Oh, oh. that's the big twist, dude. It's it's that's like Age of Ultron twist. except with strike zones. Yeah, yep, that's the M Night. That's the Shyamalan twist, Shyamalan dude. Twist. Yeah, what a twist. Uh, yeah, God. who's gonna voice who's gonna voice the AI though for the robot? Gary Busey. There you go. There's your Gary Busey. <laughs> That's how we get him in this movie. It's got to be either Morgan Freeman or uh, or uh, no, actually, I want Fids imitating Morgan Freeman to do the <laughs> to, to do the, the voice. Or, or what's his name from Family Guy? Could do it. Cleveland. <laughs> it could be the voice of Cleveland. <laughs> Somebody throws a dirty curveball. Like, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> that's so nasty. This movie's fan too. We're making this movie. I mean, really, I'm taking notes over here right now. We're gonna, we're gonna put together. Yeah. Oh, Fitz, make your film class do this. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's, what's this? I want to write a script. Yeah, yeah. we have notes. a we have a new assignment for you, kids. You got to make this movie happen, and then Here's give the these guys make all the credit. <laughs> This movie's gonna be amazing. I mean, guys, this movie's gonna pop up on Netflix like in two years. I can't wait. Well, if it's on Netflix, it's gonna have Kevin James in it. So we (laughs) have you seen that movie? I refuse to watch it. Michael Papa Giorgio has to be in it. Michael Papa Giorgio. Give us a quick review. What's it called? Like uh... game plan or game? The game. Some game something. Kevin James plays Sean. Oh Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> it's so terrible. It's, it's right after Bounty Gate, so he gets suspended for a year. He goes to Texas, and <laughs> his wife has a new boyfriend who's played by Rob Schneider, who's like a hippie dude. <laughs> and his kid is the only good football player on, like, this shitty peewee team. Okay. And he goes to the game. And keep in mind, throughout this whole movie, he owns nothing but New Orleans Saints clothes. <laughs> Throughout the whole movie, he either has a Saints T-shirt on, the visor, or a Saints visor, or both. And he does work uh, a side job at the mall doing security. The kids' peewee's team is coached by uh, the werewolf dude from uh, Twilight. Uh, oh, Taylor Lyle. Oh, Taylor Lyle. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so that's what he's been up to. Right? They were really. Uh, Scraping he, the bottom of the barrel. He goes right to there. watch the first game, and they're getting smoked by this team. And he just goes down to the field, and Taylor Liner's like telling his kids, "Like, all right, we're gonna." And he looks at Peyton, he's like, "Blitz!" And then he goes, "Safety blitz!" And so they run a safety blitz, and they sack the quarterback. They score a touchdown. Kids go nuts, have pizza party, and he has Sean Payton or Kevin James, 
uh, you know, you come on as the offensive coordinator, power goes to his head, ESPN shows up, they see his team get smoked, he's embarrassed, so he takes over as the head coach, and then the kid's like, you told me football was supposed to be fun, and then he's like, that was a big lesson to be learned, and he gives it back to Taylor Lautner, and then at the end of the movie, him and his kid are boys, and he takes his Pee Wee trophy and puts it in front of his Lombardi trophy in his office, and he's like, at, yeah. at any point, was was Kevin was was Sean Payton in the movie yes. likable? Oh, I thought you meant was he in the movie because he makes yeah. a cameo as the janitor for the Saints. <laughs> Single-handedly set back sports movies a decade because because like normally this was just like a Netflix movie, right? It was just yeah. Oh, straight, this, this Dude, is Adam's always be straight to Netflix. Just a Sandler movie, right? Yeah, Sandler he signed. Deal with him. Yeah, he yeah. signed like a contract for like twenty billion dollars with. Netflix. He has like that Eddie Murphy Disney movie deal. Yeah. Where he had to do a whole bunch of movies, even if they were shitty. Yep. But like, I just remember watching the trailer. And I'm like. Is this? Are we supposed to like Sean Payton at the end? Because he just comes off like as a, the biggest asshole during this entire uh, thing. They make him like a likable asshole, and then at the end, like I said, he learns his lessons that that football is fun. Did he give a really good speech fun. at the end about how he learned and changed? Like, like the end of most like. It's Walmart. not like a good speech. It's like a little two minute like. Did, did they make uh, any bounty there. jokes? Like, um, give you some. <laughs> Some of the some of the kids' parents do because like the one kid is like the quarterback and he's, he makes him the running back and the dad makes like a a crack at him or some shit. I don't know. I was half paying attention. But Kevin James yeah. is Joe West. Oh, Jay. there you go. Put him in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Now we got the Sandler money, dude. Now we're cooking. we're gonna write right now. Keep, keep, keep the pitching ideas. Sandler money. We have about a fifty percent chance of getting this made. Actually, now at this point, if we can get yeah, this on Happy Madison Productions. Yeah, we're close. Rob, yes. Let's see, Rob Schneider. He could be. He could be the. He could be the dorky sidekick or something. Yeah, he. Or I was thinking David Spade. Get David Spade oh. in there in the nerdery. And he uh, needs to be the, the analytics guy. He's the analytics guy. Yeah, yeah Sandler wasn't Chris even Rock in the. Is, Sandler Chris wasn't even in the uh, uh, football. Movie. Alan Alan Covert. Alan Covert could play like a manager. Don't they put Shaq person. in every movie too? Like we you just. Just give Shaq a part, but it's got to be a part that normally is a small person, but it's <laughs> hilarious because Shaq is huge. Like Shaq will play Treasy E or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, what, we gotta have you know yeah. Well, your favorite guy, Peter. You just reminded Dante. me. You just reminded me of uh, the Longest Yard with Adam Sandler's football movie. You know who was in that? Who used to play baseball? Who's in the news this week? Who could be in the movie? Nelly. Oh, there you go. We got to field teams. We got to put some athletes out there. Don't look. <laughs> Up, Nelly. Nelly, Nelly has great camera work already. Maybe he can direct a few scenes. Oh, I'm Not for work. <laughs> this is going way over my head. So yeah. Oh, oh so look it up right now. I want to see. I am. Hop on Twitter. We want a reaction of you. Just hop, type in hop Nelly. On Twitter I'm just typing in Nelly. Nelly. Just getting hot. Her. Type in Nelly. Here we go. Just getting hot. Um, do it. Hold on. I gotta get like in a. There's a lot of jokes going on here. Oh, yeah. find the video. There's a video. Oh, video. oh. <laughs> didn't didn't think I was gonna see Nelly's dick tonight, but here we are. Yeah. But yeah, alas. here we are. Fucking okay. lockout. <laughs> uh, all right. Lockout. This is your fault, man, friend. We posted there was that Nelly on yesterday. Adidas, uh, Adidas with their uh, supportive tweet uh, today. Yeah, they had the boobies. Yeah. Yep. 
I thought that was like a joke. Like I thought they got hacked, and I was like, oh, that's the pin tweet on their official account. So I okay, so like, all right, all right, cool. Like they're trying to make you know, obviously they're getting a lot of attention. But then I saw they replied the same tweet to something else. I'm like, all right, guys, chill. It's a pin <laughs> tweet. <laughs> no, but they, they they use that tweet. They like use it to reply to something. I forget what it was. <laughs> yeah, it, dude. Wow, I can't believe you guys just made me look at Nelly's fucking twig of two berries. Well, Nelly made you look because he yeah. posted yeah. on his Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> well, now all these other jokes make a lot more sense. Um, oh, cool. You know, I, had Bulls, I had the Bulls money line. They just smoked them. All right, nice. cool. Um, yeah, so that's, I, I guess it's the, that, that ad was actually to – it's a, for inclusive sports bras, I yeah. guess, was the was the, the ad. I mean, that, that's that, – I mean, you got to tip your cap on that in sense. It's the, I mean – Well, they rolled again, the dice big time. I mean, I'm, it, 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 I mean, it is. It's, it's, I mean, we're at this point now in society where we're trying to uh, – stop you know objectifying everything and i mean that's yeah, a so risk right now that it probably alienates some people and uh it, it might be the greatest thing uh you know a 10 year old kid just saw on twitter and he's gonna go buy some adidas tomorrow thinking the yeah. receipt will have boobies on the back i gotta clear my search history here uh <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> so do you guys um i'm not sure if you guys saw this but it came out uh the book came out um january 11th uh, a couple weeks ago it's called the eye test, the case for human creativity in the age of analytics. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, written by a guy named Chris Jones. It's getting fantastic reviews, and it's basically I'm going to read just kind of like the uh, the quick uh, quick like kind of summary or whatever. The eye test is a necessary course correction, a call for more balanced personal approach to problem solving. Award winning journalist Chris Jones makes the case for the human element for what smart, practiced, devoted people can bring to situations that have proved resistant to analytics. Uh, John Jones shares what he's learned from an army of extraordinary talents, including some of the best doctors, executive athletes, meteorologists, magicians, designers, astrophysicists, and detectives in the world. And there are lessons in their mastery. Of course. <laughs> I want to read this. I mean, it just came out. <laughs> Jordan, yeah. if you're watching, Jordan, I'm sending you. I'm sending you. We had it. Hold on, Jordan. I'm sending. Check your Twitter DMs, Jordan. Are we gonna um, have Jordan jump in? I want to hear him defend Michael Conforto. Oh, okay. That's so awesome. That's so perfect. I'm, I'm gonna give him a platform. So, so bring up, bring up his terrible numbers or whatever yeah. from whatever season. Giving him a hardcover. We need to have an intervention with Jordan because he, I really am starting to get nervous that he enjoys getting yelled at by people on. Twitter. Like if the Sox signed Conforto like five years, ninety-five million, how happy are you gonna be? That's gonna be. <laughs> that is a brutal deal for Michael Conforto. <laughs> Holy shit! Let's I think I, I think I saw like five for ninety. Was like somebody's like this. This would be a fine deal. Five years. Ooh. He's only like twenty eight, isn't he? I don't know. He's one of those guys that I feel like have been in the league for fifty two years. I, I see. Let's see if he takes us up on our him. Don't be a coward, Jordan. World, <laughs> yeah, no, just keep just keep uh, yeah. berating him. Yeah, whole world's watching, dude. Or 14 people. Either way. 14 million people are watching right yeah. now. Yeah, about to 9 million. Teams next Five year million tra- watching, right? yeah. We just don't – we cut off the zeros in our live yeah. views. Because too, it's too long. Yeah, it's too, yeah, it takes up too much screen space. So As We're really – we're back to quadruple digits again. It's great to see. 10 for 10. Ooh, 10. Ooh. But, should, I tweet, uh, should I tweet at him from the account? Billy, jump on. Jump on, you coward. It's in his DM. In his DM. Did you send him a Venmo too in the DMs? Oh, that's right. Remember, he has a $50 fee. 
Oh, I, no, I just sent him a link to the Nelly's video. <laughs> I mean, that's worth about 50 bucks, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, it's worth 40 mil to Nelly. Quite a few nightmares. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, he he's coming. He said he had to get pretty because, yeah, we're a very dressed up show. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a pro's pro. All right, guys. He's, really he's, is. Yeah. But. I got he's also, he's also compiling his evidence and or paperwork for his notes and is uh each bullet point is it's now good though I think I feel I feel good about this guys we're, we could be doing some good on our show here not only are we making Adam Sandler movies we're also going to have an intervention with Jordan intervention this is an intervention we're all I'm here. on your side Jordan Oh, I thought I it was just gonna be—I thought it was just gonna be Chris Hayes. Uh, maybe no. you should sit down real quick, Jordan. I thought we were gonna have Nelly here first. I am just nervous <laughs> that you have started to like getting yelled at on Twitter. Like you like it, <laughs> you enjoy it, and that's that makes me very nervous about it, Jordan. For everybody just tuning in or listening to the podcast, we are now joined by Jordan Lazowski, uh, Sox on Thirty Fifth, Michael Conforto, and uh, Yoan Mancata, defender. On the internet. Um, Yasmani Grandal, come on now. Yeah, and, just, and don't cease. And don't cease. But I think I'm with me and you have always seen eye to eye on Cease and Grandal. I would and, agree. And Yoan Mancata for the most part. Um, but Jordan, we're going to give you the floor. Why should the White Sox sign Michael Conforto? <laughs> Famous last words you're going to give me the floor on this one. <laughs> it's just. For, for me, it feels like a no-brainer because... We went full screen on you, too. Let's go, buddy. Let's go, buddy. You're on. For, for me, it feels like a no-brainer because uh, of the black hole that historically has been right field production for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam Eaton, part one, was the last really good right fielder they had. And, and when you look at the makeup of this team, this lineup, and, and the balance Conforto provides to the lineup it, it it makes a lot of sense and um I, I i think when you put it in that sense that's why i and a lot of others push so hard for it, it is because of the balance he provides to the lineup okay okay that's fair now what what kind of money are you throwing at michael conforto i'll do 18 to 20 million a year i i, I think if you how many years at, Four to five. See, Zoe, I told you. Was it a crazy number? I don't know why that just feels so high to me. You look at it, what, Grandal was four for 76, I believe. So that's about 18 and a half million okay. a year. It's hovering around that qualifying offer. Um, and, and there's two schools based on historical precedent for outfielders. You have the Nick Castellanos, Marcelo Zuna type tier where they're around 16 million. Okay. When Cassianos took that deal, he was worth about $16 million. He's worth more now, obviously, because he opted out, but different story. And then there's the other side of it um, is the George Springer-type deals who got $25 million. Conforto's not that good, so he's not going to get that kind of money. So you got to find a middle part where he's probably better than Ozuna and Cassianos because he's a left-handed bat. So he, he's not just a, a right-handed power guy. He's going to need a little more than that, but he's not going to get $25 million. It's in that $18, 20000000 million range. Does it concern you at all that his similar batters through the age of 28, number two is Nick Swisher? Please discuss. <laughs> Never really gave it that much thought, but you know. 
honestly though, honestly though, that might be the best counter argument I have heard yes. for Nick's or for not signing um, Conforto so far. So you, yeah. you've won that one. Yeah. So for people that don't know, Jordan will tweet about adding Michael Conforto, which as Beef says in our comments, only White Sox fans need to be explained why you want to add a good player. And every time he tweets anything about Michael Conforto, he gets attacked that Conforto doesn't pass the eye test. He, it, it goes on for a long time, too. These aren't just one or two tweets. These are, you can write a small novel. We could actually include this in our screenplay. Oh, I don't know if you know this, but we wrote a movie on this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we wrote and- an we wrote an Adam Sandler movie for Netflix about robot arms. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's really it's a, it's a dystopian yeah. dystopian metaphor for technology. Big but, twist at the end, Jordan. Yep. You'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. But yes, fair enough, Alex. George Springer and Frank Thomas were on that list. I just saw Nick Swisher at number two, and I, I just hate my hatred for Nick Swisher runs so deep that I had to bring that up by name. But what if you get Yankees Nick Swisher? He was not bad on the Yankees. There you go. Yeah. He's still an asshole, but it wasn't bad on he wasn't bad on the Yankees. So the other one that you get a lot of guff about, and I'm giving I'm this is mainly just for you to just put it on a podcast, is Yoan Mankata being a top ten third top ten, not even top five, top ten third baseman. This one I don't understand. I don't this seems I, like the easiest thing I've ever seen in the world. I, I would agree. It's a stacked position, so it, it's it's harder for me to make a top five argument th- than it is to make a top 10 argument. Yeah, top five. I, I, think, I don't even think I could do top five, but top 10 I, is a no-brainer. I think top five, you're going to have an issue because of right now the lack of a power element for his play, and which is a fair argument. I, I think if we could just leave the argument at, you know, Yon Moncada, you know, maybe in the ideal world, you want him to hit 25 bombs. Like, that's an ideal world. That's fine. I don't know if he's ever going to get back to that point, but if that's like what share. you – if that's what you consider production for him, like your mm-hmm. ideal, that's fine. Wanting more power is a fine thing. But you, you have to look at it on the flip side and say, well, th- there were eight other ways he found to be productive, you know, even if he didn't have that power. Wait, wait, wait time out. Eight other ways, folks. Not one, not two, eight. Please proceed. So, so it's like <laughs> when you look at it, like, I mean, even if you just – Go back all the way to like this whole money ball change way back in the 2000s. The point of that wasn't, oh, on-base percentage is good. It was, there are other ways to value players. There are ways you're missing value in players that it's not a one-size-fits-all argument. So, yes, all of us would love to see Moncada hit 20, 25 home runs. But there's elements of his game that he's providing value in other ways. And that's the importance of player evaluation as a whole. You see what are the strengths, what are the weaknesses. And, you know, anyone can value things a certain way. That's fine. That's where a lot of the disagreements come from. Mm-hmm. But it's when you move out of that to the subjective range. Of, oh, he's a cancer. He's a virus. He's not any good. He just cares about the music. It's like the music videos. It's like, that's eh, just dumb. Like, yeah, that's, not, that's not a good yeah. argument. It really it's like, isn't. you're not in the clubhouse. You're not spending a day in and day out with him. You that, that moves from the objective to the subjective for me. And then that's where it becomes an issue. If you want more power. That's fine. Like I, I will not disagree with you on that. But there I don't are think the power is going to be a problem. I think the super juicy balls are coming back. If it is, then you're yeah. looking at 2019 Moncada because yes. you look at those numbers. A lot of that was influenced by 2019, the super bouncy balls being played out there. 25 homers. Yeah. So I went jogging two and a half miles today. I can confirm that the uh, juicy balls have returned. 
That's good. Oh. Happy for Mrs. Fitz. Uh, <laughs> there was no gold bond in the house. <laughs> That's chafing. So Alex even got him in the top five in the comments. But he's a very good defensive third baseman. He gets on base. He does everything you can want. Maybe he doesn't hit 25, 30 bombs, but eight other things he does very above average. It's just a wild, wild argument. And the fact that people just want to move him around so willy-nilly, too. Oh, just put him at second. What? Like, come on, guys. It it just depends on what you value. But I I don't think there should be a world, and that's where I get in my Twitter arguments, then Zoe yells at me. And I I realize (laughs) I'm wrong, but I still keep doing it. Um, where it's like, you, you know, there's a, there's a difference between, you know, like debating if he's top five or top 10 versus debating if they should trade him for pick your random player. Who's obviously not as good as you on one kind of So it's like, there, there's two different schools. Of the argument, we can argue top five, top 10 all day. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like arguing beyond that. It's, it, it feels so trivial and unsubstantiated to me. I'm with you, bud. I'm glad you, you grace us with your presence. To get, do you feel better now? You should feel better now. I do. I don't know why you let me do it. But. You should feel better now. Because I doing care. Yeoman's, you're, you're doing the Lord's work out there, Jordan. Because I Lord's care. Um, you're yeoman's well, since shit. we have you here, and since hopefully this lockout will end within the next week or two or three or four. <laughs> um, what do you think about strike zones becoming self-aware, turning into artificial intelligence that tried to take over the world utilizing our military uh, technology? Uh, and NORAD. That's part of our movie. Oh, uh, I can tell what you think about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> My question was, once the, the ink hits the paper and this lockout is over, we had a couple people ask us in the comments, though, um, do you think it's just like a, a Conforto and they're done? Or what would you like to see the White Sox do as soon as they're able to start gre- their greenlit on making moves again? If you can do... Conforto, a fifth starter-ish type to kind of save as a backup for um, the Keiko-Kopech situation at current. Mm-hmm. And maybe sign a bullpen arm and trade Kimbrell in the process. That's a lot to do. Yep. But um, that looks more. that would allow me to forget about what looks like a terrible situation at second base right now fix everything else every team that has ever won has had a significant not a significant but a hole in their lineup you can you can deal with eight guys in larry garcia you're not gonna love it but that do everything else and it'll make me forget that He's the opening day second baseman. Do you have any pitchers in mind? That's the everybody keeps saying they want this fifth starter. They want this fifth starter. No one, no one likes to give names. Do you got a I'm name? I'm gonna be honest with you. I have not looked at the free agents in so long. <laughs> that's, that that's fair. I couldn't tell you, but I mean, pick your names where it's like anyone who would be a guy that you expect to get like a 10, 15, not 15, 10, 11, 12 million dollar deal. Like I saw people earlier going like, um. I'm trying to think of the name I saw thrown around a lot. Maybe it was Graveman or Cobb or someone who it was like, no, those are guys who are going to get multi-year deals. You're looking at scrape the bottom of the barrel. You're not looking because th- think of what you're looking for that position. You're you're looking for inning eaters and just trying to fill a void. If you want to do what Alex is suggesting here, yeah, that's exactly another way that. to go about doing it. Sign Conforto, trade with Oakland for Manana. 
It sounds like banana. And Kemp and add Joe Kelly for the bullpen. I mean, that's not on. That's not outrageous. No, it's no. what what needs to be done in general isn't outrageous. Truthfully, it's a little bit of money, which might make it outrageous. Right. And then from there, it, it's being crafty with you know, it, it's not going to be the sexiest moves ever in the world, but they're going to get the job done, and that's kind of what you're looking at at this point. There's some some asshole on Twitter that keeps saying Dylan Bundy, but. I don't know who that handsome guy is. <laughs> he keeps bringing that name up. Uh, but Jordan, thank you. I very much appreciate you just randomly jumping on a show. I know. No, thank you. Yes. And <laughs> I hope this, now you'll have this recorded. Mm-hmm. And you, can, you can just start, when people start coming back at you, just send them the link. That will actually get some, Then and the best part is, Jordan, they're going to have to listen to us talk about a fake Adam Sandler movie for <laughs> – 45 minutes before they get to it. So that's like the best punishment you could do to people. That's fantastic. That's you know what? That's that sounds awesome. That's fantastic. They're like, yeah, I jumped on this podcast and explained everything. Uh, I don't know the minute mark. And then they have to go find that it. shit for- <laughs> That's like the fucking 2022 Rick Roll. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Jordan. I think Thanks, we're going to wrap this up because I'm losing my mind. Uh <laughs> Uh, although Jordan, Kevin, anybody got any final thoughts they'd like to part with? Uh, rest in peace, Jeremy Giambi. Yes, that was. That was very sad. There's been a, a, a handful of players who've passed away uh, fairly young. Yeah, past year. Hate to see guys go that young, but um, on that super positive note, yeah, Jesus uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, well, I mean, we have to do Super Bowl picks, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, Jordan, oh. you're, our, you're our guest. You're special guest, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Who do you like in this? One of us. One of us. I wanted so I was all in on. Uh, if you saw my Twitter, I was all in on the Chargers for a little bit. Then that kind of fell apart, which was sad. Um, I'm all in on the Bengals. I like Burrow a lot. Joe Burrow. I, I get seeing Stafford get one would be nice. So I. Personally, it's a Super Bowl. I feel fine with the outcome either way, which is nice. But yeah. I'm going to go with the young guy in Burrow. Okay. Do you think they – well, if you're going with the Bengals, they're going to cover the, the dogs. Yeah. Um, I think fits. it'll be close. I don't I don't expect a blowout. I like Burrow too, but I just look at the Rams. That defense is incredible. Stafford is, you know – I was never really a Stafford guy when he was with the Lions, obviously being a Bears fan. I always thought he's a little overhyped, but, I mean, he's he's good. Can't deny it. I just think they're just a better team than the Bengals. Going with the Rams. Fitz? I mean, I saw a stat that some it was like something incredible. It was like 8-2 and two or something like that in the Super Bowl. Underdogs when given four points or more against the spread. So if we're talking about betting spread, I'm taking the, the Bengals, but – as far as the ball game's concerned, I think it just comes down to a field goal, and I think it's a push either way. I think I think it's basically going to be the team good football at the end with one last chance to do it, and then someone's going to kick a field goal, whoever it is. If it's, you know, they, the 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 story for the Bengals kicker has been pretty damn fantastic as That'd a rookie. So you could see a pretty cool story developing there. Matt Stafford, great for him. You know, it is like Jordan said, it's a win. This is a good Super Bowl for Bears fans, I think, because there are two teams that we don't necessarily hate, and we've hated Matt Stafford for a ton of years. And now Stafford is just on a, it's a neutral it. moment. And you, you're, you're happy for the dude because it yeah. kind of just goes to show how shit Detroit is because yeah. he gets out of there. And it's great to see him escape something that Megatron never got, something Barry Sanders never got. So 
that's always makes it fun. And then Joe Burrow, God, I would have traded every single draft pick the Bears had that year to get Joe Burrow. So I'm happy to see Burr go for it because he's funny. He's also a bully on ski school. So, <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kid. I echo your guys' sentiment, though. This is a very rare Super Bowl where I don't care who wins. And it's because yeah. of that that I'm not going to pick a team because I'm just going to tell you the props. Wow. Go with the over. <laughs> go with the Rams. Three and a half sacks. Pound that over because the Bengals' offensive line is just cheeks. Um, what else did I have? Although I was talking, oh, I found out what an octopus was. Thank you to uh, Josh Nelson. That's when a player that catches the touchdown also converts the two point conversion. It's oh, called an octopus. They're talking plus, about Alfon Seca. Nope, plus 1400 <laughs> if that happens. Bet that. Um, and then, of course, I'll do the coin toss and the Gatorade. But it's just, I'm very excited for the Super Bowl. Do you bet the anthem over time? Under, over, so, under I don't know this girl. This woman singing, she's like a very young country music person. Over. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> country Grammy. music, I bet she's shorter. I bet you it moves faster. I think it's going to be faster. Mm. Less less scat, like less like like long notes at the end. I think she'll. she'll... It all depends. I got to watch like a video of a, a live performance. If she does like this hand wow. thing, if she like <laughs> <Yeah>. does this. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <sit there>. notes, <laughs> and take yeah. the over. Does, if like, you see the hand thing. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, she's going to hold that note for about 12 minutes. So That's really what we're <laughs> Especially if the hand goes to the ear and then the other hand starts doing that up and down wave thing. That's mm-hmm. over City on the anthem. But it's got to work right there. Really good. That's the eye test right there, Jordan. That's the eye test. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's the thing. She could always just change it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and her analytics. Anyways. Um, Jordan, we do a full scouting report, the, all the numbers. Appreciate everybody sticking <laughs> with us. Thank you again, Jordan, for coming on last minute like that. That was awesome. Uh, next week, we're going to be back. Uh, we're going to have Alex Healy, uh, one of the biggest MLB The Stream streamers on, to talk about uh, MLB The Show. Uh, he's a big Cubs fan. Did you say MLB The Stream streamers? MLB I wasn't going to correct streamers. him. Dude, it's been <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes show. of brain-melting <laughs> Look, this, I didn't correct him when he said the name Manea, but he called it Manana earlier. Manana. So. I've been watching Despicable Me every day for the last three weeks, so <laughs> I get a pass on that. I get, it's Despicable Me and Encanto every day, all day in this house. I need Living, hey, you're back. not watching Cars, at least, right? It's not no, Cars. He snuck one in the other day, and I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I need baseball back bad. But so for Jordan, thank you for being a guest. Socks and Thirty Fifth, check out his work. Tweet at him. He loves fighting with people on Twitter. I'll, I'll fight yeah, with you. He will fight with people on Twitter. Uh, for all the fits, I'm Zoe. Everybody take care of each other. We'll see you guys next week. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantes or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the boy. Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar game This is what you're waiting for, yeah You can put it on the board, yeah Every season make it all change